Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. guy here just standing in more snow it never ends this weather here my goodness on the east coast we got another six inches coming that's all right i'm going down to fashion week tonight to go interview some people and tell them ask them why they're not going green with their fashion but that's a whole other story right now i got the man the myth the legend josh dorfman lazy environmentalist Hanging out at Sundance before. Now we're catching up. What's going on, Josh? How are you, buddy? What's up, my man? I'm uh, very good. How are you doing? Uh, chilling. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, loving it. Loving it. Loving it. So what's going on with you? Let's see. you got the show coming up, right? Tell me a little bit yeah. more about the uh, new season. What's up? Yeah, exactly. We just finished up filming season two of The Lazy Environmentalist. It'll air on Sundance Channel uh, this coming April 20th. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. We do uh, – the whole premise of the show is to see how far we can take green solutions and whether they are realistic and practical for everyday life as we're testing them on um, regular folks, but also a lot of professionals across industries from fashion to makeup artists to a funeral director to an exterminator to the national taekwondo champion and uh, lots of stuff in between. So uh, what we're really seeing is where is green today? How cutting edge are the solutions, and can people at the top of their game realistically embrace them and make it part of what they do? And what are you seeing? What's the general receptivity that you got over the season? 
Well, one of the shifts that I've seen from just even last year to this year yeah. is that when we come in to, to try and green, say, uh, what's a good example? Even a fashion designer. We were, we were greening this woman who's a fashion designer for uh, a line called Petrozilia out in um, in Los Angeles, and her clients are like Paris Hilton, Lindsay, you know that whole thing. That whole thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's open to it. You know, it's like last year people are like, ah, the environment, nah, you know, give me a break. This year people are like, yeah, I, I would like to do it, but I just don't think it's possible. You know, you know who my clientele is, and uh, you know, no one's going to be walking around in a, in a hemp or a burlap sack on the runway or, or on, you know, on the red carpet. Oh, come so, on. No burlap sacks? No. Help me out. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's super fun, man, because then we just, the bar gets raised very high, and then it's up to me to say, okay, uh, I'm going to take you, fashion designer, on a journey to see what we can discover. Are there fabrics that are environmentally friendly that have the right hand, the right feel, the right drape? Are there ways to achieve colors that are, absolutely fabulous, but done in a more environmentally responsible way so that you will realistically make some dresses for one of your A-list clients, and she'll try them on, and she'll see what she thinks, and we'll get to evaluate all the way through. So it, it's awesome, man, because the stakes are really high. It's, a, it, you know, it's real, real world stakes. Yeah. And we've, I've, what I've found is People's jobs year, is what you're saying. These are like, this is like people are fooling in their careers, according to what you're saying. They're fully yeah, so going so forward, and you're throwing in this whole green mix right in the middle of, like, a job, hypothetically. They're in the middle of a job, and you're throwing in some green opportunity for them. So they the got to know right is, then and there. Yeah. they got to know. <laughs> it's like, look, they're like, I would do it, but if I go out of business because no one wants to buy, you know, something that's going to scratch their skin just because right. it's better for the planet, then what's even the point of trying it, you know, of trying it, of putting it in the store? So it has to, and, and that's exciting to me because I agree with that. You know, I think that uh, mm-hmm. what we have to do in the environmental movement is be really clear on what is it going to take for people to go green and not just, not just think, well, we're environmentalists, they should be environmentalists too. You know, let's think like, well, there's a real world we're living in, and whether we like it or not, we've got to play by those rules if we're serious about getting people to get on board. No, I mean, that's it, definitely true. I mean, one thing that I've noticed about going green, too, or at least people that want to go green, is they want to. They want to know what the products and solutions are. But don't let it compromise their ability to function or or provide quality service to their customers. I've had Holy big man. discussions with somebody in my, in my area that owns a spa, for example, and we've had this big debate going on whether or not even the organic products that they've given, like, um, I guess, in their spa treatments, the customers have complained that they're not as effective as normal, I guess, spa products, I guess, you know, for, like, you know, mineral rubdowns or whatever they're doing over there. But the customers didn't like it. And then how how can she sell it because she puts it up on the racks and nobody's buying it? So if nobody's going to buy it, and the product stinks, it doesn't matter if it's eco-friendly. I mean, it matters that it's natural and it's good for their skin and it's healthy and all that kind of stuff, but if it's not going to be as effective as another product, people are going to have a very hard time making that leap. So yeah, I find it really interesting how your you, your show is going to be approaching that, which is, you know, real world. I mean, that, that's that's the only way to go in this 
in this time of green because everybody knows they got to go green. People have been, you know, unfortunately, you know, been put guns to their head, you know, in that respect, meant, you know, metaphorically about what they're supposed to do to go green, but nobody has been given, not many people are like, what are the solutions and do they work? So I, I applaud you for that effort. That, that's, that's fantastic. Um, what, tell me now, I, just, I, I had heard some recent rumblings here. You got a whole sponsorship thing going on with Britta? I What's up with that? Do. Dude. <laughs> I'm Dude. Actually, I've been uh, now for um, some time. I'm, I'm the spokesperson for a fantastic campaign that, that Britta runs called Filter for Good. And yeah. your listeners can find it at filterforgood.com. And as you know, since you were out at the festival, uh, there, all of the, many, many of the festival goers, 40,000 of them, were carrying around uh, reusable water bottles courtesy of Filter for Good, who was there to make sure that people were staying hydrated. There were Brita hydration hubs set up around town. And the whole notion was stay hydrated, you're at altitude, enjoy the festival. And by virtue of carrying around a reusable bottle and making it easy for people to fill it up, you don't need to go buy all of those disposable water bottles, create tons of, of waste, rely on petroleum-based plastic. Uh, there's just a better solution. So it's a great campaign to be part of because it's a very easy solution. Uh, it's a logical solution. And you know what I've found, too, is I've, there's been times when I've been carrying my filter for good reusable bottle on the subway, say, in New York City. And... Um, Chicks dig it, man. I, I've oh, actually bad. gotten a phone number just because <laughs> nice. I had my filter for good. Yeah, someone's like, dude, that's awesome. You care about the planet. I'm going to give you my number. Nice. So, uh, and that's the kind of thing. You know, and I actually think about that a lot, um, not just dating, but, but uh, <laughs> how do you frame green choices so that people are going to want to do them? You know, if dudes want to get dates and you're like, all right, man, carry around this usable bottle, use it, and uh, chicks are going to dig you. You know they're going to be very inclined to do it, but if you say to them, "Hey, carry this thing around because like you suck and you're killing the planet," they'll be like, "F you, man." You know. <laughs> so there's always a way to talk about it so that people can be like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense. This if I do this environmental thing, it serves my self-interest. Cool, yes. I will do it." Yes, it's kind of like I was saying jokingly and, and uh, to a friend of mine who one of my sponsors is this uh, clothing line called A Lot to Say, and they've it beside the fact that it's 100% recycled plastic bottles and they use no water to make the stuff. They've got these really cool things in the middle, and it was funny because I said to this, you know, you you give this this shirt like to a to a girl at a I, one time I gave this shirt to a girl at a, at a Green Drinks New York City, and she was looking at it, she loved it. I told her about it, and then I'm like, listen, a guy is going to look there anyway. Now you're actually educating him, and the woman said, you know what, you got a valid point. I'll take two. <laughs> you know. And 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 it, and it resonates with people because you're actually educating them, or you're doing something that's fun, and you're not like you're not having them compromise themselves. You're not having them compromise their quality of clothing. They're having them compromise their lifestyle or anything. You just it's a, it's almost like an easy swap out kind of thing, what you're doing. Yeah, you know, and that's the greatest part about this time in the green economy, which is or the green market spaces, which is that you just got to just show people what those other products are. And once you do that, and they're realistic approaches, game over. They're going to they're gonna go green, either because the chicks dig it and they're going for it, or because it's an easy switch out, or the light is good, you know, versus like a CFL or an LED, or, 
you know, like one thing that I recently was turned on to that I'm, I use in my house now are like the Waterpik eco-friendly shower heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, my father-in-law is the most ultra-conservative dude in the world, okay? You can't get him to put a CFL in his house if your life depended upon it. However, I gave him the he tried the Waterpik shower head in my house. Loved, couldn't even tell the difference. So I gave them the other one as a Hanukkah present. I told Waterpick, so they sent me another one. I mean, they absolutely, it's a great product. It works. And, I mean, those are like the little replacements that you're doing, which are just making people do things green without having to compromise themselves. And I think that's what's great about this new world or paradigm that we're living in and going green, which is just doing the change, switching out, changing out, doing the right thing. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I think, and I think fortunately, too, now in 2010, uh, what we're benefiting from is the fact that a lot of companies, a lot of manufacturers have had ample time now to work with eco-friendly materials, be it uh, bamboo for furniture or, or even hemp for, for clothing, and, and have improved the manufacturing process, have learned how to work with these materials um, in better ways so that the products themselves are really becoming better. I've found that prices are coming down. That's something we talk about a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it is becoming increasingly practical and realistic for, for people to embrace the green choices because the green choices are getting better too. That's, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I think that that's just kind of also the concept of letting the marketplace vote with their pocketbooks or their wallets, however you want to call it, and having them decide what's real, what's not real. And also, you know, with any new technology or any new product out there, there's always going to be that that period where the company that's making it has to make their necessary improvements. But once they do, you get more and more people interested, and it becomes very perpetual at that point, which is something that I think your show is trying to do, which is increase that – perpetual motion of people buying great products, not because they want to go green or because, you know, the chicks dig it, but because it's the right thing to do. And I think that's what's exciting about uh, this whole type of situation going on right now in the green world is that, you know, people are just buying and getting what they need to get because we are a consumer-based society, but because there are products out there, I mean, all the uh, lighting companies are now starting to change and come out with new LED standards or coming out with better LEDs. And I think that's going to be another huge change in the right reason, you know, like why I'm writing the book Green Lighting or what you're doing with your books. Now, why don't we do that? Why don't we talk about your books? You've got two books out, right, Josh? I do. Tell me a little bit more. Tell the tell the fans a little bit more about the so the the first uh, came out a couple of years ago as the Lazy Environmentalist: Your Guide to Easy, Stylish, Green Living, okay. and uh, followed up with my book that came out in 2009, The Lazy Environmentalist on a Budget. And what I'm and I, I'm doing kind of a, what what you're talking about, Seth. And what I do in those books is I I try to to serve as a filter for individuals in order to to point them toward products solutions. That are that are best in the market because if you're talking about a a water pick low flow shower head. That's a great product. If you simply say to someone, hey, you should be using a, a low flow shower head, 
they may get one that stinks because not all green products are created equal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm really trying to do are, are in one place present people with tons and tons of options. Uh, talk about what's going on also in the marketplace. That that what are the trends? What's making this more realistic? And and in the lazy environmentalist on a budget, the follow up. I mean, it was I wrote that book because. A number of people said to me after my first one came out, okay, this is great. You're talking about some seriously cool innovation. Uh, things, for example, like an aqueous toilet system, which uh, it, it, to me is just a very, very cool product. And, and the premise of that product, for example, is you, know, you can say to people all you want, turn the tap off when you brush your teeth. And people may or may not do it. I, most people I talk to, adults, don't do for whatever reason, don't do it. Yeah. So you can say it until you, till you turn blue in the face, turn the tap off when you brush your teeth, turn the tap off, you know. But if people aren't doing it, you're wasting your breath. So the aqua toilet system basically captures water as it's flowing down the drain, and then it uh, transfers it to the toilet tank. So when you flush your toilet, you're reusing all that water that, that actually ran down the drain because you did and it's brilliant. It's a great reuse. That's You're awesome. saving water, and it's very easy to do. And it, the, the device costs, I think, about $295, and it, pay, it has a payback of three or four years, depending on you know, what your water That's rates are. It's a huge payback. I mean, I know in my area, in Briarcliff, I can tell you right now that the water taxes are atrocious. So to have something going like that, up. it's going to definitely, yeah. it's definitely going to have a, it probably will have a quicker payback than uh Well, than so the thing years. was that though, when I, when I wrote about it, and I, and I had all kinds of things like that in there, and those products are in the marketplace and, and doing better and better, but yeah. still people said, well, that's all well and good, but green's too expensive, green's too expensive. And what I kind of came to understand was that people were using the mantra green is too expensive to some degree because it's true. Some things are expensive. Um, but also, I felt that some people were using it simply as an excuse to not have to investigate what might be out there. Well, if green's too expensive, then I don't have to actually go try and do anything. And so I thought, well, let me really see how expensive green is, and let me see if I can offer people some budget-friendly solutions. So that's what book two is about. And in that book, I am writing about products, but I'm also writing a lot about just some really cool services that are, are increasingly available. For example... There's one called bagborroworsteal.com, and the concept is, is okay, let's say that you want, you're going out in the town, you want a, um, a, 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 you've got some big event coming up, and you want a beautiful handbag. Well, instead of going out and spending a couple of thousand dollars on a, on a Gucci handbag or something, you could actually borrow, rent it for like a week for a fraction of the price, use it, and then give it back so someone else can use it. Well, so it's like, kind of like what models. celebrities do anyway, you know, when they're gifted like these diamonds when they go to these, these, these award shows. I mean, these, these guys aren't really being buying so, a lot of these diamonds. They're gifted them or they're using them just to get them out there, but then they're giving them back. So it's the, kind of the same concept in some respects. Well, it's kind of the same concept, but since, since for better or worse, we're not all celebrities, this yeah. is a way for, for, for all of us to be able to say, man, I want to, you know, I, I want to make an impression. I want that awesome handbag or whatever it is. And uh, if you know, so when you use it for a night and then you give it back, someone else uses it. Where those kinds of models help reduce our overall consumption, right? Because no, we're not all each buying an individual product. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of those kinds of models coming to market. Uh, just a, another example for your listeners that, that I particularly like is a, is a, a company called Chegg.com, C-H-E-G-G. And the basic model of this company is textbooks are really expensive. 
kids go to class or, or college these days, you can be paying upwards of $800 a, a semester for your textbooks. It's, mm. it's kind of outrageous. Mm. So Chegg enables you simply to rent your textbooks for a semester. Um, they send them to you, and, and in it, along with it comes like a prepaid shipping box to send them back to the company when the semester is over. So then students at some other university can use those textbooks. And by doing that, that model and sharing textbooks, it's, it, you, you pay a quarter or a fraction of the price and fewer trees are being cut down just to make textbooks. Right. I, I think just to add to what you're saying is that, which, which is awesome about that, that service, but it clearly shows one thing that I think just like you're doing but others are doing and I'm trying to do too, is that green, by going green, you actually do save green. Now, in some respects, you might have to pay a little bit more, but it's kind of like, I give some people expressions, you know, if you buy a good, good pen, that pen's going to last you a lot longer than buying a bag of Bix. And you're using less material to write something down. And you're throwing out less um, by doing that. So it's the same concept in the sense that if you buy something that might be just a little bit more up front, the savings month over month over month over month over year over year becomes much more exponential than the amount of money you might have laid out or an extra couple of bucks you might have laid out just to buy that product. And I think once people start realizing that going green can actually save you green, then you're going to get a lot more people doing it because it's not going to just affect them in the sense of, oh, my gosh, i got to pay this amount of money to go green, but – you know what? I got to pay this amount of money to go green, but I'm saving every single month. Kind of like when you buy insulation, you know, in your home. Yeah, it might cost you thirty to forty bucks a bat of insulation, but every month you're saving, every month, and your utility bill, and there's a payback, and there's a rate of return, and a return on investment. And I think once people start to realize those benefits of going green you'll start to get more people going green, especially in this economy nowadays where everybody's budget conscious, to say the least. Uh, I'm curious about your thoughts about that. Well, I, I think to some degree, uh, in certain instances, that may be true. But I, I think that um, the challenge that the environmental community is up against and, and what, what I focus on a lot is, you know, it's very difficult to change someone's um, behavior. So if someone's simply going to say, I am not going to buy something that's more expensive, because this is what I find, you know, people will often say, I, yeah, I get it, that product's going to save me money, it's going to pay me payback, but I just don't feel like spending more money right now. Yeah. So what, what I get more excited about uh, is when the environmental community then figures out how to make things that, that have been more expensive cheaper. And, I'll, and an example that I'll give you is, a, is a, you know the company SolarCity, right? The, yes. The, so SolarCity is now, I think, maybe the second largest solar installer uh, in the country, I believe, behind Grow Solar. Which, so SolarCity is on the West Coast. Grow Solar is on the, on the, well, East Coast and expanding. Mm -hmm. SolarCity basically said, okay, solar panels are very expensive if you want to get them on your homes. There's rebates. There's, there's tax incentives. But it's still expensive. So here's what we're going to do. Uh -huh. We're going to lease you the solar panels for zero money down and a low monthly cost that for most people will actually 
save them immediately on their energy bills. Your, your monthly lease payment will be less than the, than the bigger savings that you will generate on your energy bill as a result of the solar panels. That's huge. So, That's huge. That, so then they've, so City has essentially turned the whole cost model on its head and is now saying, look, if you don't get solar on your home and you're in a place where we actually offer this service, you're kind of an idiot. Yeah. Because solar's, solar is going to save you money, and you're paying more because you're not doing the green thing. Yeah. That, to me, is what, what I get excited about, because then that becomes very, very difficult for people who, who just don't want to change, you know, to be like, yeah, I don't want to go green, I don't want to go green. But you're like, dude, you're going to save money, like, tomorrow, yeah, not even that. in, like, yeah, three right. years. Right. That's very compelling. No, that's a very attractive thing for a lot of people. Uh, I think there's even a company that I recently heard about uh, through Leilani Munter, which is called, I think, LED Lighting Solutions or something like that. And basically, they'll give you the bulbs, the LED bulbs, and then you're kind of doing the same thing where off of your energy savings, you pay them back. Oh, that's cool. And then once you, you're done paying them back, you own the bulbs, but they've helped you front the money to get the bulbs because LEDs are expensive inherently, but you're just paying them back off of what you saved off of your energy bill. Which Boy, I think that is, is awesome. What is it yeah. called? LED? LED Lighting Solutions, I think it's called. Um, Leilani's got it on her website, carbonfreegirl.com, I think. Okay. And she teamed up with them uh, recently to do that kind of thing. But I think there's a lot. That's when the free market becomes very compelling on this kind of stuff and, and offering energy incentives for people where it's basically like, you idiot, you must do this. Not just because it's, I'm telling you to, but if you don't, you know, what are you thinking? Especially you if you're in Cali. If you don't, you're losing. Yeah. Yeah, especially exactly. if you're in Cali. If you're in Cali and you don't get solar, if somebody's going to say, dude, I'll give you solar up front, all you got to do is lease it. You got to be. There's just got to be something seriously wrong with you. You must have serious, major well, emotional you know, issues. <laughs> I, I think, though, I, in truth, I think for a lot of people, it's just simply change, and it's and it's new, and it's the unknown. So people, you know, will always have reasons for 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 not doing, you know, the new things. I mean, there's a reason why. You know, there's a certain group of people called the early adopters, and it's a relatively small group, and those are the ones who gravitate toward things first. Because you know, the 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 bulk of Americans are pretty cautious when it comes to trying out new things. I mean, that's just the way our society is. I mean, it's it's surprising, but it's true. So it does. It just takes it takes time, and I think that's one of the other important things that I've come to terms with. Um, you know, for the environmental community to just to realize is we all have this passion. We all want to see change now, and we're we're working really really hard to make that happen. But this is a really long process that we are that we are involved in. I mean, it. it, it in, someone said to me recently, don't you think that in the next decade, uh, green's going to be just baked into the DNA of corporations? No. And I was like. Mm. No, I don't. But I think in maybe the next three or four decades, green will be baked into the DNA of corporations. It's just this is it takes a long time to move a society. I mean, unless Greenland melts or something happens that like you know, or Galveston, Texas disappears underwater, and we're right. like, oh my God, 
you know, global warming is is like here in a very real, tangible way. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take a long time, and, and we have to gird ourselves for this long-term um, process so that we don't get burnt out and we don't get um, demoralized because there is change happening. It's just it's going to take a while. And this is a big country, and this is a big world. A lot of people that have to get on board. No, I mean, uh, I give credit to people like yourself and, or even like Leilani. Leilani is trying to, you know, is one example of one person, one person, one race car driver trying to tackle all NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, all NASCAR, hundreds of millions of fans. That doesn't happen overnight, people. You've got to work at that. You've got to educate people, and you've got to talk about that kind of stuff over and over and over again until people get it. And I, I think that, you know, patience is a virtue. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it's people like us that will, you know, be around, telling pe- you know, helping people to find legitimate solutions today. So I think that's one great thing that uh, the lazy environmentalist is doing out there. Um, so, so keep on keeping on, and we will watch you in April 24th, you said. What's the date again that the, you launch again on Sundance? The second so, it's in, so we've got eight uh, half-hour episodes uh, this season, and, and it premieres Tuesday, April 20th at 8 p.m. All right. Yeah. All right, so everybody's got to check out Sundance Channel. All right, you've got to check out Josh. And if That's you don't it, want it, Lazy. LazyEnvironmentalist.com, man. We've got a lot of cool stuff going on there. I was just checking it out while we were talking. Yeah, I mean, it's an awesome site. It always has been an awesome site, but it's definitely, definitely uh, added. You've added a lot of products. You've linked up all your reviews over the years in a very comprehensive, easy format for people to read, and I I think it's just fantastic. So, uh, you know, also people, go get those Brita water filters out there. Okay. Yeah. You know. Go, yeah. Go do I, that. I really would certainly encourage your listeners to go to filterforgood.com. It is a so, fantastic campaign. Yeah. Huh. We'll get them on Filter for Good. We'll get them on LazyEnvironmentalist.com. We'll have them watching Sundance, and we'll tell them to do the right thing. Not because we're telling them to do it, but because it's fun. They like they like listening to this show. We try and keep it easy, keep it light. Little little laugh never hurts the soul, right? You know, and make it fun. But uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming. Uh, it's been a pleasure once again to talk with you. It was, it was. I'm glad that we were both at Sundance rocking that out. And uh, I just want to say to all the fans and the viewers, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll have some more shows coming up in the future, and uh, keep on keeping green. So thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.